Welcome to the Reset Podcast. We're here to share casual, spiritual conversations about all the things that come up in life. Hey everyone, it has been a minute since we had a podcast episode. It's actually been more than a minute, it's been about two months. And over the past two months, Tessa, Vanessa, and I have been doing so much learning and so much growing and also trying to figure out, you know, the ways in which we needed to change our perspectives, change our actions, change our behaviors. And I'm referring to what we've all been going through, hopefully, which is this current climate where we're really fighting for racial justice in the U.S. And we're really fighting for equality and you know, COVID has exposed these deep, deep, deep cracks that are so fundamentally flawed and cruel in our society. And, you know, it's been a lot to, to take in. And it felt really hard to come onto the podcast and try to tell you all what you should be thinking about or, you know, to share any spiritual insights when I was really struggling with that myself and really struggling to, you know, understand what my place was in all of this and how, you know, the areas that I need to shift in. So it feels like a good time to come back now um, because it's been a pretty intense summer. I've been calling it personal growth summer and inner child healing summer because that's what I've been doing. And I just thought, you know, let's try something different with these episodes. It'll just be me, Liz, and I'm just going to be sharing you know, what's been on my mind and how I've been pushing myself towards introspection that week. And this week's topic is how to get away from the crowd to hear your own voice. And this has been meaningful for me because I've been away from the crowd. So I have spent basically March 18th through July 18th, exactly four months in Canada And I just got back to New York last week. And when I was in Canada, I just, I didn't have any friends there. You know, I didn't, I had my husband, my now husband. We got married while I was in Canada, which is really exciting. Um, I had his family. So he has a great brother, great sister, great parents, great cousins. But I was really outside of my own crowd, right? Like my own community, my own network. And then since I've been back in my apartment in New York, so many people, who I know here in New York are not here any longer. And many of them, it's a permanent situation. And while it definitely has been challenging, one of the amazing silver linings of really kind of being off on my own has been this ability to really hear my own voice more, to remember who I am again, to remember why I'm doing Reset, what I wanna create, what the purpose is, to really hear more clearly about, you know, the work that I still need to do to educate myself about Black Lives Matter and about, you know, the criminal justice system. And, you know, I just feel like New York is this place where it's so inspiring because there are all these really brilliant people doing amazing things and it's inspiring, but it also can make you feel really competitive, right? And it can make you really externally focused. And what I've been working on during this time where I've been in lockdown and my business has changed dramatically, you know, we closed the studio 
I've completely pivoted the business model. I've been figuring out what the new business means. It's been so helpful to be able to be away from all that energy in order to hear my own voice. And it's really been something that I've been doubling down on recently. And just to give you like my kind of sort of broader goal with this work that I'm doing, right? Like trying to get away from the crowd to hear my own voice. You know, I think that there are two worlds that we all live in. Every single person inhabits two worlds. One is the external world, and we're all really familiar with that world. That's what we do every day, right? It's where we go. It's the content we consume. It's our friends. It's our family. It's the books we read. Um, it's the flow of life that happens to us every day, both good and bad, right? So it's the subway that's late or the food that's cold or the friend who gives you a hug, right? That's all external stimulus stimuli. That is completely our external world. And then the other piece of the world that we live in is our interior world, like your internal interior place. And that's essentially your ideas, your thoughts, your preferences, your purpose, your connection to spirituality, your intuition, your desires, your deep, deepest goals and the things that you want, the things that really matter to you. It's your values. It's why, you know, two people can look at the same, you know, movie and one person can say, I thought it was brilliant. And the other person can say, I thought it was total garbage. And while the external stimulus, that movie is the same, we have different interior worlds, right? And what I've come to realize is that when I'm so focused on my exterior world, I can't hear and I can't connect to my internal world. And because I've been doing a lot of soul searching recently to think about like, what is reset? What is the future of this business? Do we keep doing a ton of corporate stuff? Do we back off from all this kind of reset membership stuff we're doing? I mean, these are kind of like, this is a tangent, but these are a lot of business questions that I've been thinking about, particularly how can Reset best serve the world now that the world is completely different and will continue to be really different and the needs are different. But in order to answer those questions for myself, I've really had to tone down the exterior world. And I'm someone who, you know, for better or for worse, you know, has found a lot of I mean, not even for better or for worse, I'll just say for worse probably, has really derived a lot of my own sense of self-worth from the exterior world, right? Like I've been largely motivated by, you know, having jobs that were impressive to other people, doing work that gets written up in major press publications, knowing the right people and being friends with the right people. And while in some ways those things have pushed my life forward in positive ways, I think what they have also done is stopped me from hearing the uniqueness, the individuality, and all the incredible insights that my interior, internal voice has to offer. And so, you know, I think a lot of us are in these, this situation where maybe you've been isolated, maybe you haven't been able to see your friends as much, and, you know, maybe you're starting to hear your interior voice speak a little stronger which is great. And so what I've been doing to really double down on this focus and love and acceptance of my interior voice is one, I have stopped 
following any sort of celebrity culture. And I've always been someone who's been really interested in pop culture. Like I, I like pop music sometimes, you know, I like think celebrity gossip is kind of interesting. I'm definitely not a keeping up with the Kardashians fan or watcher. In fact, I really, really think the Kardashians are the worst thing that ever happened to our society. I'm, I'm not being completely serious there, but it's pretty bad, right? Like their family has taught us all that we need to get plastic surgery and buy things and look exactly the same as each other and that everything that is external that was what counts. So I've never been a fan of that, but I have liked like following a little bit of celebrity gossip, like who's getting divorced, you know, who's dating whom. And whenever I go to the airport, I usually buy one of those magazines, like okay or star just to see what's up. And sometimes I'll like read people.com when I'm relaxing during the day. And I ultimately decided that I just can't have that in my life anymore. I really can't have any sort of like mainstream superficial media in my life because even if I'm not consciously aware of it, it's subconsciously affecting me, right? Especially when you see really unlikely and really strange versions of what womanhood should actually be because all these celebrities spend all of their time thinking about what they should look like. And, you know, as much as like, it's fun to be like, oh my gosh, Casey Musgraves and her husband who I thought were so cute together broke up. Oh my gosh. Or like, you know, is Taylor Swift still with her boyfriend, whatever. It's, you know, nice. It's like fluffy. It's a distraction for my usual seriousness. I just can't do it anymore. <laughs> I like really, really don't want to look at any of that stuff, especially because like so much of mainstream media has become about people like the Kardashians who are not really famous for their talent, but really more their wanting to be famous, right? It's like wanting to be really beautiful and wanting to be kind of extreme looking and right and to get attention and to wear expensive clothes. And, you know, I just think that that's like, that's just not interesting to me these days, right? Like I'm so interested in exploring the inner world. And then kind of on that same, same tip, I have started muting and unfollowing a lot of people on Instagram. And ultimately I really like Instagram because I feel like I've learned so much about Black Lives Matter from Instagram. I mean, obviously there are just some really superficial memes, but I have started following a ton of people who I think are extraordinary in terms of the way they disseminate information and have inspired me to learn more. And, you know, I've gotten a lot of book recommendations from Instagram and you know, online course recommendations to do more um, work on myself around my own privilege and, you know, my own experience with race. So Instagram, I'm not going to give it up now, even though Facebook is just the worst company in the world and it owns Instagram. Um, but I have muted and un oh, I haven't unfollowed anyone, but I've muted stories and posts from probably like a hundred people in the past week um, just because you know, and it's not even people who are like, like the Kardashians. It's even people who are just like in my network or people who are not in my network, but it's even people who I like actually respect and want to be like, maybe, you know, there's a part of me that's jealous of what they're doing or like wants that for myself. And I just need to not see what other people are doing so I can focus on my own writing, my own work, my own course creation. So as inspiring as those people are, like, the fire that is within, within, within me is just as inspiring. So I might change that later on. Like I'm not 
going to hold myself accountable to this, but I'm just going to see, right? Like if I really, really miss seeing someone's content, then I'll start like unmuting them. But I kind of think of it this way. It's like when you're getting rid of clothes, if you are having a hard time getting rid of your clothes, just put them away in the back of a closet for six months. And if you miss something during that time, then you can keep it. But if you totally forgot that those things existed when they're out of sight, out of mind, then you never needed them in the first place. And I'm taking that same sort of perspective when it comes to people online. And, you know, there are quite a few of these people, like, especially for my New York community, you know, people who I was kind of like, oh, I like, kind of like what they're doing or like, wow, they do X, Y, and Z really well. And I just need to be on my own timeline, you know, because I'd always think, oh man, what this person is doing is so cool. Why haven't I done that yet? And the thing is like, I can't do that to myself anymore. I'm on my own timeline. My life is unfolding the way that it is on its own. And it's exactly unfolding the way that it should be. And that's what I need to remember, not feeling this constant pressure to keep creating more and more and more and, you know, reach the level of people who I really respect and look up to, I actually just need to focus on doing my own thing. You know, I think it's like, I'm almost like too competitive where I can be so externally facing. And, and then if you think about it, competitiveness is literally 100% about being externally facing. I mean, you can be competitive with yourself, of course, but I don't think that word really applies with yourself. I think it really means externally focused. So I'm really trying to drop and let go of this idea of, you know, keeping up with the Joneses or seeing what X, Y, and Z person who are really brilliant and cool are doing. Because as much as I love and respect what other people are doing, the best work will come when I'm focused on my own world. Another thing that I'm doing is I am reading a lot. And I'm reading people who are really outside of my field. So um, obviously Reset is all about kind of comp combining professional and personal development. And I'm not reading any books from business coaches anymore. Like I've done that. I've read all that I need to read. I mean, not to say that in a cocky way. Of course, there's more that I can learn. But right now, like I'm finding my own coaching voice and I'm finding my own frameworks and my own content that I'm creating. So I'm reading stuff that is either going to help me grow personally or is outside of my field. So an example of that is I am reading this book right now called, I'm reading two books for my own personal development. One is called The Surrender Experiment. And it's about this guy who wrote these two New York Times bestselling books that I love. Um, one is The Untethered Soul, which I recommend to everyone all the time whenever people are like, what's a good primer, good, like first spiritual book. I always say untethered soul. This book is amazing. So the surrender experiment is about his life and how he moved to the middle of the woods in Florida when he was, you know, in his early twenties to be a hermit basically, and to just meditate and do yoga. But by surrendering to what the world wanted, he had this crazy career, right? And he didn't want that. He always wanted to just be a hermit, but he wound up being the CEO of a billion dollar software company. And, you know, that's not the end goal, but it's just this amazing reminder to me that I can be so focused on my goals sometimes, but the most important thing is to just surrender to the universe, to listen, to be in touch with myself. And then the goals actually happen. And they may not be the goals that you initially set out 
or had in mind, but they are the right ones for you. So anyway, I'm reading that. Highly recommend it. Again, it's called The Surrender Experiment. And then the second book I'm reading is called Mirror Work. And it's 21 days of affirmations in front of a mirror. And it sounds really corny and really cheesy, but so beautiful and such a beautiful practice for self-love. And, you know, I'm in this journey to get away from the crowd to hear my own voice. Part of hearing my own voice is loving my own voice, right? And providing that self-love for myself. So those are the two books that I'm working on for personal growth. They're, again, they're not, they don't, I'm not reading competitors of myself. I'm not reading people who are doing what I want to do in the future. I'm not reading role models. I'm reading people who are actually helping me to embrace and to love my interior world. And then I'm also reading a ton of stuff around race. So I'm reading Stamped right now, which is by Jason Reynolds and Ibram X. Kendi. And I am loving it. I think both of those writers are fantastic and you know it's really outside of my purview i have no formal education in any sort of social activism or racial justice or um, any sort of um you know protest work and i um have been learning through books right now and it's just been extraordinary it's really outside of what quote-unquote reset is but you know i've let my interests really inform what I'm posting on social and what I'm talking about, what I'm thinking about. Like I myself, I'm trying to learn more. And so it's just become a part of what, you know, we do in terms of like our content online now, just because I'm just going through the learning process and it's often helpful to put that into a post. So that is basically what I'm doing to shape my exterior world, right? So I'm putting a hardcore funnel on what comes into my exterior world, right? I think of my exterior world as something that I need to critically look at every day because I'm protecting my interior world. Like my interior world is the most precious gift that I have. And, you know, I need to create a beautiful shelter for it, right? I need to protect it. So those are the things I'm doing to sort of make sure that my exterior world feels good, right? So I'm unfollowing, meeting people. Um, I am not reading about celebrities and I'm not reading anything that's about like kind of superficiality in the world. I am also reading books that are going to help me enrich my inner world. And then I'm also doing things that um, to, to strengthen and to hear from my interior world, that inner voice. Um, and I'm just journaling a ton. There are definitely moments when I just can't journal, but I find that if I have the same prompts every single day, then that really, really helps me a lot. And so I just do the exact same prompts. It is, what am I grateful for? Easy one, right? Try to do five to 10 of those. What am I appreciating in myself? So it's basically a self-appreciation list of five to 10 items. And then lastly, what were the moments of joy and excitement in my work today. So those are my prompts. I do them no matter what, and they often lead to more, right? And, you know, I just think that making a gratitude list and making a self-appreciation list is the number one way to strengthen that inner voice because the gratitude list is about what that inner voice values. You know, you're saying what you value in your life. And then the second thing is like when you're doing your self-appreciation list, you're appreciating your inner voice. And I always quote Oprah on this because I think it's so phenomenal, but she kept a gratitude list every single day for 10 years. And I'm not saying this to make anyone feel bad about the inconsistency of their practice. My practice is not consistent, but I just think like if Oprah can do that, 
even when she's like at the peak of her career and doing super, super well, and she still feels like she needs to connect to her gratefulness every day. I just think we all can do it. And, you know, and she associates a huge chunk of her success to her practices of gratitude. And, you know, she says, I think I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but she says that the more you appreciate what you have, the more wealth and in my wealth, I mean, you know, not just monetary wealth, but wealth and resources, friends, love. She says, the more you appreciate what you have, the more you will get. And I think that is so true. So anyway, I'm journaling, I'm doing a gratitude list, a self-appreciation list and moments of excitement and joy in my life. So those three prompts, excellent, excellent, excellent. Choose your own prompts, right? Listen to your inner voice, but it kind of helps when you just do the same thing every day and you know, okay, it's going to take me five minutes max to do this. So daunting to look at an empty sheet of paper and to think I need to write down all my feelings here. No, that's crazy. And your list can look really different, right? Like your prompts, maybe your prompts are just like, how am I from on a scale from one to 10? Or how am I doing in these areas on a scale from one to 10? You know, work, personal, spirituality, whatever it might be, you know, maybe your prompts are literally just write three things that happened today and three things I'm grateful for, you know, whatever it is that you care about and that you want to have a record of and that, you know, make you feel good and boost up your inner world and give it a lift, then do those things. You know, we're trying to like with the journal, think of it this way is like your goal is to kind of like baby and nurture and just coddle yourself and just tell you, tell yourself how great you are and how much you love yourself like that's the moment to feel really good about who you are. Um, and then what else am I doing? You know, I think that's basically it. I mean, another way that I connect to my inner voice when I can't hear it that well is I'll write for 20 minutes without looking at my computer screen. So I basically turn on the, open up a Google Doc or Google or Microsoft Word Doc, put the cursor on it, start typing, but then I'll turn the, the light, you know, the, the display light all the way down. So the screen's completely black and I'll just write that way for 20 minutes and I'll just let myself go because, you know, that way I'm not second guessing everything I'm writing. Like if I can't see what I'm writing, then I'm not editing myself. And then I can just sort of connect to that inner voice in a stream of consciousness way. So that is it. I'll just do a quick recap. I'm, you know, really, really excited for, reconnecting to my own voice by getting away from the crowd. And, you know, I feel like I've been overly influenced by focusing and being obsessed with what other people are doing. And I just, you know, it's not making me happy. It's not making my work better. It's not making my end goal, which is to help people more successful. You know, if anything, I'm just stressing myself out and feeling bad about myself because, you know, I haven't done X, Y, and Z the other person has. And the thing is like, you know, I'm just looking at other people's perfect outsides. I'm not seeing what's on their inside. So I'm comparing their perfect outsides to, to the, the imperfect inside of myself that I see. And then of course, like, I feel like crap when I compare myself to them. So I'm not doing that anymore. And, you know, I'm, I'm supporting myself in this mission and the ways to get away from that voice of the crowd for me. I mean, one physically, like I'm, going to be spending the fall in Canada. Most likely we have this beautiful house there that we're renovating. We still have our apartment in New York, but I'm, I really think it's nice for me to physically get away from the crowd. And obviously many of us can't travel or go anywhere away from, you know, their, the crowd that they're a part of. So, you know, methods for protecting that 
really beautiful interior world of yours is to filter what you take in from your exterior world. And so, you know, meeting people on social who make you not feel good, stop reading about celebrities. What would the world look like if we all just basically stopped reading about celebrities? It would be amazing, right? We could really just promote such good values around acceptance and individuality and uniqueness. And then in terms of really growing to love and give space and nurturing that interior voice of yours, then, you know, journal, read the surrender experiment. I highly recommend it. Maybe pick up a copy of mirror work and, you know, just give a lot of love and attention to that voice. Whenever you have a thought, that thought is great. Write it down. So that's what I'm doing. And I hope you guys are all having a good week and as good of a kind of time that we can given all that's happening in the world. And um, if you have any reflections on or suggestions on how to really get away from the crowd to hear your own voice better, if there are any things that you do, then feel free to hit me up on social at Reset NYC, or you can email info at Reset NYC. I'm really kind of interested in the way our society will shape out as, you know, more and more people move away from cities and move back to the communities they grew up in or move to completely different areas or maybe even are embracing a life that is more connected to nature. I think we'll, you know, have more time and more space, more mental space for our own inner voices. You know, I love the city. I've been in New York for 12 years, but sometimes the energy of it is so strong that you just kind of get consumed by that energy, the energy of the crowd and what other people are doing. Um, so I feel really extremely, extremely grateful for this time that I get to spend in Canada coming up to get in touch with my own voice. And I will see you guys next week. Bye.